welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I so love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and people. Knowledge share is a key aspect of our service strategy. We developed our strategy, oh gosh, I think about five years ago. In our service component, knowledge share is very important. And our ultimate goal is to add value for our clients each and every day. And we know that having knowledge share is one of the key ways we can add value. And just for our external audience, knowledge share to us is the same thing as thought leadership. That's just how we talk about it. Today, Cheryl Greer is joining me. She is a senior manager in our tax advisory practice, and she has been heavily involved in knowledge share with the financial services group. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what your group is doing in the knowledge share area. Absolutely. So we are doing various channels, but we have focused on two main avenues, and that is really email alerts and articles and presentations. So we listen to our clients, we listen to the questions that they're asking us, and then we form knowledge share email alerts around that, or we tailor our presentations when we have executive briefing days around what they're asking us and what they're concerned about. That is awesome. I mean, talk about being able to add value to your client. So what's been your involvement in the development of the actual materials that have been shared? Yeah, so I've been involved in a couple different ways. One was to really get our knowledge share process for our group up and running. So we knew that we wanted to kind of increase our presence. We had been doing a few things here and there, but we didn't have a formal editorial calendar. We didn't have a formal process within our group. There is a formal process within DHG, but how does our group kind of get going and keep going and keep the momentum going? So that's the first thing, and that that started with, you know, Cheryl, let's write a bunch of knowledge shares. So in a matter of about about six weeks, we put together about six email alerts, kind of back to back. I am in the tax practice, so we did have an unfair advantage, I would say, of the new tax laws. And so there was a lot to talk about. There was a lot of things going on, a lot of things that people were wondering about, concerned about, guidance coming out. So it really started with me writing a lot of email alerts. And then uh, we started looking at how do we get others in our group involved? Once I kind of figured out the process and a best practice of how to get going, what works, what doesn't work, how do I filter that down and get other managers involved, get our staff involved? Um, We have senior associates writing email alerts now. We have a goal in our group that everyone at least writes an email alert or participates in putting together presentation materials. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's such a huge career development opportunity for those in your group. It really is because 
they are, when you write about it, even if you're only writing an email alert that's maybe a couple of paragraphs or even a few sentences, you still need to read up on it and be knowledgeable about the topic and able to answer questions. Because even our email alerts, we do try to keep them concise because we all have busy lives. And we found that a lot of our clients like to read just a quick news blurb figure out if it applies to them, and then give us a call for more information. But even in that situation, you still have to read up on the issue so that you're prepared for those questions that may come in. So you really kind of learn the material really well. Absolutely. And I mean, just from my own experience, writing something short and concise is a lot harder than writing something long and verbose. So I totally get that. So how has Knowledge Share served as a catalyst for conversations? You mentioned, you know, they'll read a little bit and then they'll pick up the phone. Tell me a little bit more about how it's been a catalyst for conversations with clients and prospects. Absolutely. So we consider Knowledge Share both internally and externally. So obviously our email alerts, they go out to our external distribution list, but they also go out internally. And we have regular calls with various people on the financial services team as well. So a few of the examples is we did an email alert about an FMLA credit. So that's a tax credit for something that a lot of companies already provide, a paid leave. And so we did an email alert about that, and I learned everything I wanted to know about FMLA leaves. And we had some clients ask about it, which we expected, but we actually got some calls from HR managers at companies we hadn't talked to that said, hey, I want to learn more about this and maybe talk to our tax folks about it. So we have actually had those conversations just on those email alerts. Another avenue that's worked really well for us is on educating our partners, educating our audit teams. You know, we had in the tax world, I work in state tax as well, we had the Wayfair decision that came out. Mm -hmm. And so we educated our auditors about that. They started talking when they're out at the client about it. And we got some nexus work out of that. Because they said, hey, you heard about this? I'd love to introduce my tax people to it. So I think it's really important to not only be reaching your clients and educating your clients, but also educating other members on your teams so that everyone having that interaction can, as you said, provide value and enhance the client experience. That's awesome. So in our previous question, we had touched on how knowledge share can be something that helps be a career catalyst or build a career. At DHG, we talk about making people famous. I love that. So if there were someone listening and they wanted to get started in knowledge share, but maybe they were a little nervous or timid, you clearly were a trailblazer in this for your group. What would you say as an encouragement or advice or a bit of wisdom from you on how to get started? Absolutely. I think there's a few things to keep in mind. And one of them is everyone is nervous when they do this for the first time. I'm nervous right now because this is my very first (laughs) podcast. Period. So so everyone is nervous, whether it's writing an email alert or writing an article or preparing a presentation or giving a presentation. You know, one thing to keep in mind is everyone gets the nerves when they're doing it. And the important thing is to kind of get over that hump and do it. Another thing I tell people is don't go it alone. You know, especially here within DHG, you have 
resources to help you. If you're an external listener, reach out to your network. Reach out to the people in your professional network, not only for ideas, but to bounce things off of and then maybe to review it once you have it put together. So there's always somebody that you can reach out to within your network to help you get a better product. You know, my perspective on something may be different than your perspective on something. And so I think that that's important. And And then lastly... The, I was just going to, bef- yeah, before you go on, one of the things that came to my mind while you were talking is, you know, I write a lot. I'm corporate communications, but sometimes there's certain topics that are intimidating to me. And I've, I've been writing and communicating for over 20 years. But then I tell myself, I'm like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get your thoughts down on paper. Get your ideas. Write down the facts. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And you give yourself a nice runway of times. Like things don't have to be written in two minutes when you're first getting started. You know, if you give yourself a good runway, I call it massage. You keep massaging the message until it's where you want it. And to me, when I start to feel a little bit nervous, if I'm writing about a topic that I don't feel as confident in, you know, reminding myself that the first time you put the words on the paper, they don't have to be perfect. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to add that from a writing perspective. And you had one more thought. Oh, yeah. And I'll just piggyback on that first. And I totally agree because I have felt that kind of writer's block because I'm not a writer. I'm a tax person that's trying to put together materials that are easy to understand by not only tax people, but non-tax people, too. And so one of the things I've done in those situations, because it can be intimidating to stare at that blank page or try to think of that first sentence, is I start with an outline. I start with the topics that I want to cover, and then I kind of build my sentences around that. And before I know it, I've got kind of what I need in a few paragraphs. Yes. So that's kind of how I get over that hump. Brilliant. And the last one that I just wanted to touch on is there are different avenues to knowledge share. You know, that's kind of a broad, big topic that we talk about. I mentioned that we do a lot of those quick hit email alerts social media shares and kind of more of those presentations and executive briefings. But there's all kinds of different things you can do. There's articles you can write. There's quick posts you can do, Twitter posts. You know, knowledge share is really just educating your clients, people in your company, sharing that knowledge, and as you said, adding that value. And there's all kinds of different areas you can do that. You know, our group has talked about maybe a tax talk podcast. Is yes. that something we want to do? Is that an avenue that we want to take as well? So thinking about the different channels and what makes you comfortable. You know, what I start out our senior associates with is these email alerts because usually it starts with one overreaching topic, just a few sentences, maybe a paragraph, and kind of a a hook, as we say, you know, to get people thinking about the topic and how it applies to them and have them call back. Those are much less intimidating to start with. And when you do that, you start with that, and then maybe you go into a full article about it next time, more in-depth, 
or maybe you do a video for your website, or maybe you do a podcast like this to do yes. a question and answer about some of the questions you're getting. Yes, absolutely. That's great advice. Now, okay, we've gotten through all of our questions. I'm going to go back and ask you, it wasn't so bad doing a podcast, was it? <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, actually, you made this very, very easy to do. So I'm happy to say that I've got my first one under my belt and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. That's right. Now you are ready to do a podcast that can be a knowledge share podcast. And when you're ready to get started, let me know and I'll help you get started. Will do. Absolutely. I can share my knowledge. <laughs> Thanks so much for, for the great insights that you provided today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be a part of it. And thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. Life at DHG.